Now, as we turn to look at this passage, I wonder what's the one job about the house that you really don't like doing? For me, it's hanging pictures. So what is it for you? Taking out the bins, putting the Christmas tree up, ironing shirts. But I wonder, do we actually ever treat God like someone who is asking us to do something that we really don't want to do because we have already assumed whatever it is that God is asking us to do that we know we don't want to do that. And of course, here's the dilemma. When it comes to following God, it's like we want the good stuff. We want the blessings of God. We want the, the tender hand of God to be upon us and around us. But we're a little bit hesitant about giving God every aspect of our lives because, well, we want to be in control of that. And if we give it over to God, we're, we're anxious because, well, he might ask me to go to Africa or something like that. He might ask me to give up something that, well, I enjoy. But the good news is, for instance, 2 Timothy 1 verse 7, the Spirit of God that he gave us does not make us afraid, but he gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Now today, I'm wanting to talk to you and I'm wanting to talk to you about not fearing, that really we don't need to fear whatever it is that God is asking us to do. And we're going to look at a teenage girl called Mary. Why is it that so often we're afraid of God's plans? There's so many reasons I think that we could proffer. And from this passage, we're just going to look at a couple of them. And the first one is this. Just think about that. That God's interruptions are often inconvenient. That's what we think. That's what we might try and say. Look down to verse 26. Verse 26 and 27. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin named pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Now just think what was going on in Mary's life at this time. We're not quite sure how old she was. She could be anywhere between the ages of 14 and 16. And she's doing right at this moment in time what any young girl who's about to get married is doing. She, she's thinking, she's planning, she's wondering what the future is going to be. She has everything neatly planned and organized and she is not ready for any interruptions. So what can we learn from an incident like this, a story like this? And I think it's simply that little point that I was bringing out that actually so many of these things that we might see as interruptions, God actually issues them to us as invitations. So often when God is suggesting to us and, and laying something in front of us that we might see as an interruption and something that, that we don't want to be part of, actually that's an invitation that God is 
offering us. And by going in that direction, we're going to find something better and higher and more wonderful than we ever thought possible. Many ways we can think about that in other people in the Bible. We can think of people like Moses. He was out in the desert. He was tending his sheep. He was getting about his ordinary day. And suddenly that interruption in his life came in the form of a burning bush. And that was God's invitation to go and do something completely different. Or that interruption came in Jonah's life in a completely different way. He had already decided to go in a different direction and to do his, his own thing. But again, the word of the Lord came to him. And that invitation was to go in a completely different direction. Go back, Jonah, and do the thing that I told you to do in the first place. And so what could that be for us? Thinking about it, that may even be how you became a Christian in the first place. Could have been that you, you arrived at church at someone's invitation. Someone brought you, you came along just to be nice because you didn't want to say no. And suddenly out of nowhere, God spoke to you and that became an incredible moment, an interruption that became an invitation. Or perhaps... You went and you did something. You called with someone who needed help. At the time, you thought it was the last thing in the world that you had time to do, but you went. And suddenly you realized that in those moments, God had given you an invitation as you were able to do something or you were able to speak and God was able to bless that moment. So I don't know how something like this might work out in your life. But I know that if you will be sensitive to what we might see as these interruptions, that through it, God is giving you an invitation to do something for him, to do something new, to do something different, to go somewhere different. And the outcome will be something that you were in no way prepared for. So sometimes we're afraid because we think that these interruptions don't fit with us and, and we don't want to go there. And we see them as inconvenient and that's why we don't want to listen to God. But the second point, the second time I think that looking in this story as to why it may have been that Mary could have been afraid, it's those moments, my second point is this, that sometimes God's purpose is often different from your plans you have things made out. You have an idea what you think you want to do and suddenly you find out that God's thoughts here is completely different. And we see that in verse 31. Let's read together. The angel said, and you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. And he will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. Now the implications of this were huge for Mary. Just think what was going on even socially in, in her day, in her society. The punishment for what was perceived to be adultery was death. So how could this possibly be right? So certainly from her perspective, God's purpose was way, way, way different from any of her plans. 
And we remind ourselves some other verses in the Bible which remind us just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are God's purposes higher than our purposes. His plans are higher than our plans. And I have to be honest, I don't know how this will work out in your own life. But when God interrupts your life with an invitation, you will find that his purposes are very different from the plans that you have laid down for yourself. Perhaps there are moments when you can look back upon your life and you can see exactly how this played out and you can remind yourself of those moments. I mean, sometimes it could even have been something as, as hard and as difficult as a family illness or a sickness. And at the time, you didn't know how you were going to get through those days. It literally knocked you for six. You couldn't see how you were going to, to come out the other side of this, of this event. And your life was sent rocking. But suddenly a door opened up, a new door. And you went through it and you saw what God was doing. And you know, certainly in the days that we're living through, it is really hard to keep a sense of hope burning brightly within us. There are so many anxieties, there are so many issues and pressures that are sitting upon us, perhaps directly related to this COVID emergency in which we're living. Perhaps it's just life and what it is throwing at us in the moment. And I know that this is the case for many of you because we've been talking about it and we've been praying with you about that. And there are many people within our congregations and maybe you as you're listening just now, that you're, you're quietly carrying a burden and it's really, really difficult with all these stresses. And what you right now need to remember is that God has purposes and plans and that it is God's intention to bless you, to prosper you, to give you a hope, to give you a future. And he will, every once in a while, present what you might see as an interruption, which is actually an invitation. And you will find out that, of course, his plans and his purposes are very different from your plans and purposes. And in this passage, thinking about Mary and how the angel came to her with God's message, and we see how she responded. Look at verse 34 with me. Her immediate reaction, of course, is, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. In other words, what she is saying is that this is impossible. This is beyond impossible. This is absurd. This is physically impossible for this to happen. And who knows when God comes into our life in a significant and a different way that again, he is going to interrupt us with an invitation where his plans will be different. And in those moments, we may well respond in just the same way that Mary responded to this. But how? Because this to me seems impossible. There is no way anything good will come out of this. 
And so we would maybe proffer some excuses back to God and his direction. God, I, I don't possibly see how you're asking me to go and to forgive this person after what they have said and done to me. I don't know how you're asking me to trust you to be generous when actually I, I don't have very much right now. God, I don't know how you could possibly heal my marriage. I don't know how you can help me and my family with, with, with my children, with what's going on. It seems impossible. And then the answer comes in verse 35. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And as we think, what just happened in that verse is that the angel is saying, well, of course, humanly, that can't happen, that can't work. And that's why this is a God-sized job. And we read on, verse 37. For no word from God will fail. Now, I don't know who is listening to this sermon right now. But I do believe as you are listening that nothing is accidental and that God has something to say to you and into your life right now. And as you listen to this, you need to hear what, has, what the angel has been saying in this verse is that with God, nothing is impossible. We serve a God who is all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present, one word from God, and whatever it is, it happens. Our God is a good God, and with God, all things are possible. And so whenever we encounter a situation and a moment in life, and our immediate reaction is, I don't like the sound of that, well, perhaps we need to see it as an invitation to understand that here again is another moment where my plans may be different from God's plans. And God may well be asking you to believe something that seems impossible or to attempt something that presently and to you seems beyond what you are capable of doing. And the truth is, of course, in and of yourself, it is impossible. You can't do it yourself. You don't have the strength or the ability to make that happen. But with God, all things are possible. And so I can ask you right now, very simply, what is it that God is asking you to believe right in this moment? You know, for some of you, you will know exactly what that is already because you've been resisting something that God has been laying upon your heart. And you've been saying, I can't do that. That's beyond what I'm prepared to do. Maybe God has been asking you to be involved in something, to take a new direction. Perhaps it's even coming to, to faith 
that you know what Jesus Christ has done for you, but you've been holding back and you've been resisting. And this is God saying to you to simply trust me. And so some of you listening will know exactly what God has been speaking to you because he's been doing that for quite some time. And for others, it may be that you need to really pray about this and wondering what it might be that God could lay upon your heart. And for others, it may be even some time a little far off. But I do know that God will lay something upon your heart, something where he is asking you to take that step of faith and somewhere where he is asking you to demonstrate your faith and love and commitment to him. And you may be anxious about that and you may be afraid about that, but there is one final little thought that I want to leave with you, which I hope you will find as an encouragement as you think about this. And it's simply this, that the outcome is God's responsibility. Obedience is yours. You don't need to worry about the outcome because as it were, that's in God's corner and he will look after that. He will make sure that it happens. He's got the strength to carry out whatever it is that needs to happen. And what you need to do, well, you need to be obedient to whatever it is that God is laying upon your heart. Outcome is God's responsibility. Obedience is yours. And I wonder are you able to respond in the way that a young teenage girl was able to respond 2,000 years ago? When in God's goodness, in God's sovereign plan, he interrupted her life with an invitation to follow him. An invitation to a much higher calling, as it were, because his purpose was different from her own plans. In her mind, of course, she couldn't perceive how it could possibly happen. And so the angel presented her with an invitation. And how did this young girl respond? In verse 38, the first thing she says is, I am the Lord's servant. And then she goes on to utter one of the greatest faith filled statements ever recorded in the Bible, where she says in verse 38, may everything you have said about me come true. In other words, I have no fear. I have no fear about your plans because I'm the Lord's servant. And I know that my God and his plans and his purposes are perfect and that my God is loving and kind. And if he interrupts my life with an invitation, I'm going to accept it because his ways are higher than my ways. His knowledge is greater than my knowledge. His thoughts are, are higher and more all-encompassing than, than any of my thoughts. So therefore... I remember who I am. I'm the Lord's servant. I'm a servant of the Most High. And may everything that you've said about me come true because ultimately, outcome is God's responsibility. 
obedience is mine. Let's join in prayer. Our Father, as we hear and listen to your word this morning, may the power of that speak deeply into our lives. So whether we're what we might regard as the the oldest listening to this today or the youngest, that by your Holy Spirit you would lay your word softly, gently, or perhaps more definitely and more loudly into our hearts so that we, we hear your voice and give us the grace, O God, to respond, knowing that we are in your hands and we can trust you because our hope is only in you. And your love casts out all fear. Lord, give us grace to follow and the resolve to chase after you. And it's in our Savior's name we pray. Amen.